Thank you for joining us for the Advancing Oceanside podcast, brought to you by the Oceanside Chamber of Commerce. The Advancing Oceanside podcast hosts business and community leaders from all industries to help inform, better educate, and ultimately advocate for a prosperous economic climate here in Oceanside. Today on the Advancing Oceanside podcast, we are so excited to have with us the owner of Ali Salumaria here in Oceanside. Ali Salumaria is a local salami manufacturer specializing in slow cured fine meats based on old family recipes which have been handed down over four generations. Ali, originally from Rome, has created a company that is so much more than meats. During the interview, you'll hear his incredible story and how he has created a company culture that excites his employees. He is passionate about what he does and treats his employees with the utmost respect. We are so blessed to have Ollie here in Oceanside. And with that, our host, Scott Ashton. Hello and welcome to the Advancing Oceanside podcast. I'm your host, Scott Ashton, CEO of the Oceanside Chamber of Commerce. And today I'm very pleased to have with us Oliviero Colmignole, owner of Ollie Salumaria here in Oceanside. While his family history in the salami business dates back for generations before Ollie was born, Ollie's story begins in 1978 when he was born in Rome into a family of salami makers. As a boy, Ollie spent plenty of time at his grandfather's prosciutto and salami factories, and by an early age, he picked up a lot of knowledge about how to cure various meats. In 2000, Ollie joined his grandfather's company and started learning the traditional techniques of creating an everlasting salami filled with history, tradition, patience, and quality. 10 years later, Ollie decided to start his own company in Virginia, Ollie Salumaria, and there began the journey which leads to, uh, to today. Ollie Salumaria moved to Oceanside, California to expand the company and products into an 80,000 square foot facility producing over 100,000 pounds of salami a week. We had a chance to visit with Ollie and his team recently to interview them on a workforce development project we were doing, and it was quite evident that the three-minute video was not nearly enough time for Ollie to tell his story. So Ollie, thanks for being with us here today to share more of your story. We're very excited to learn more about you. Well, thanks for hosting, Scott. I'm uh, excited to be here as well and to, uh, to share my story and uh, with you all, I guess. Yeah. So. You, you, I shared a little bit about your bio and about you personally, but can you take us back into your family history and talk a little bit about how the passion for the salami business began? Yeah, so it's actually, it's, it's quite an interesting story. My, uh, it's, it, start, it started really substantially to become big after the Second World War. My grandfather and his father and his father before him, I guess, used to do this job in a little town called uh, Norcia which is in uh, Umbria, which is about a three hour car drive, two hour car drive uh, from Rome. And, uh, you know, after the Second World War, there was uh, in the major cities and Rome being the capital, that there was a big deal of uh, hunger because, uh, you know, there was difficulty bringing the food from the country into the city. And so uh, my grandfather actually bought a truck uh, from uh, from the U.S. Army when they left, and uh, and with that he used to go around and uh, get food uh, in the countryside and uh, bring it back to Rome and sell it to Rome. And he eventually opened a store, uh, and then in the store he started doing some butchering, fresh sausage, and such. 
And then from there, they, they opened two stores and uh, three stores. And then uh, eventually they uh, started a little facility just on the outskirts of Rome where they would start doing dry cured products. Now, you got to think that in Italy, the culture of uh, salumi, prosciutto, salami, that kind of things, all comes from that Emilia-Romagna region, which is really, you know, Bologna to Modena, Parma, where you hear the Parma hams, and uh, then some San Daniele. So it's really based in the north of the country. And he was a bit of an outlier starting this kind of processing in Rome. But nevertheless, he... He was successful, he was de de determined, and he grew the company to, uh, to, to being quite large, eventually buying prosciutto plants in Parma, buying uh, prosciutto plants in San Daniele, which is next to Venice, and, uh, and he grew the business. From there, you know, um, in, uh, in the 1980s, he, he wanted to export uh, to the US market, but at the time, you could not import meat from uh, Europe. And uh, so the only way to sell in America was to, uh, to open a facility in the US and process here. And so in 1986, uh, he shipped uh, my father over to open the facility. I actually came along together with my mother and my sister. And we all moved uh, to Richmond, Virginia, where we opened uh, Fiorucci Foods uh, USA. Uh, we stayed there for a while, then eventually my parents uh, kind of divorced, so I, I went back, but I did some high school uh, here in the States, which was uh, great. And then I, I kind of did back and forth uh, through the years, uh, went to university, and, uh, and then eventually joining the, the family business. And at the time, my grandfather said, you know what, go to, why, why don't you go and study in, uh, and work in, uh, in the States as it's a more dynamic, uh, dynamic market, there's more going on, there's more growth. You have to think, you know, in Italy, uh, salami and prosciutto, it's, it's a very saturated market, you know, it, I don't know how much more salami people can eat in Italy than what they already do, I guess. And so, and so here it expands a bit more. Uh, so I came here around the 2000s. And, uh, but then my grandfather, I guess, he had three daughters. None of them were really uh, willing to, to take the helm of a company. Uh, and so eventually he sold in 2005 the business to a uh, private equity. Uh, I stayed along a little bit, uh, you know, about uh, five years. I learned a lot. Uh, I learned a lot of what not to do with a business and some things to do with a business. And uh, but mainly what I saw was kind of a space in the market. And the space was for a more traditional product like you would find uh, more in, in Europe and in Italy, and also a space. So two things, one is going back to a more traditional product. And then the other one is having an attention to uh, animal hus husbandry and also trying to do a product that is natural without nitrates. And so, you know, and, and the reason for the traditional product it's because, you know, Fiorucci was an Italian company, but you have to think that there were quite a few Italian companies that came over to the U.S. in the 80s. There was us, uh, there was Citerio, 
It was Beretta, which we all find in the markets now. But when they came in the 80s, the American uh, palate wasn't really ready for a full European salami experience. And so they kind of had to adapt their recipes and their processes to that kind of palate. And, and I think, the, you know, the U.S.'s consumer has really evolved in its taste uh, appreciation and uh, and now is looking for more genuine experience, I guess. And so when I was looking around, there were people like Framani, which is in San Francisco, which which Paul Bertolli was a founder, and he was a, fa- a very, very famous chef. And, and he really did a traditional Italian product. And so he kind of inspired me. And so we... I started, I left the family, well, then it wasn't a family business anymore, but I left the, the business that my family founded, and I started uh, a small, essentially, it was like a test kitchen. It was less than 10,000 square feet. We got a little grinder, a little mixer, and uh, and we started uh, producing. And... Uh, you know, we were lucky because we were buying, uh, ha- having this attention for animal husbandry. We were buying uh, from a farmer that uh, that also sold uh, to Whole Foods, and uh, and so that got us introduced to Whole Foods, and we went uh, nationwide with Whole Foods in about uh, you know nine months, and from there, uh, you know, Whole Foods is really a catapult for a 